Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Great. Like when you see that phone pit, like now I'd be like, stay away, I don't want to get wet. But they're just not bothered. They just get involved and it's just awesome. And it's just so exciting what's happening with the young people. It's brilliant. So we're in this series at the moment called Wisdom Works and I absolutely love this series because it's all about the book of Proverbs and Proverbs is my favourite book in the Bible. It's the most highlighted book, it's the book I turn to the most and it's just amazing and I really advise you this morning if you're not a Christian or if you've just started following Jesus to read the book of Proverbs because there's so much stuff in there that's just you can just apply to your life. It's so easy to read, so easy to understand and it's just full of wisdom. It's awesome. And so when I was looking through my Bible on what to speak on this morning, the thing that kept popping out to me is how many times gossip is mentioned in the Bible. And maybe it's because it's something that I've struggled with, so I've highlighted it loads. Um, But this is what I want to talk to you about this morning. And it's not coming from a place of, you guys need to stop gossiping. It's coming from a place of, this is something I've struggled with, so I want to share some of that with you this morning, if that's okay. But gossip just seems to come to us so easily as human beings, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel this is more of like a women's thing. Maybe it's just me, um, but I feel like it is... My favourite thing to do is to go to my favourite coffee shop, Starbucks, uh, with one of my friends and just chat. I love it. I call it my hobby. I love it. Whereas Josh, he wouldn't really be bothered about doing that. He'd much rather go and play a game of golf or football or something. But I love to just go and meet a friend and chat. But there's been times where I've been with a friend chatting to them and I've come away and thought, I shouldn't have said that. That was not my information to share. That was actually gossip. Not intentionally, not meaning to hurt anybody, but afterwards I've thought I shouldn't have said it. It's just something that can just come out naturally and we don't mean to. But the Bible says that gossip causes hurt and gossip causes destruction. And I've just got a video to show you of how gossip works. This is a really long car ride. This is a really long car ride. This is a really long car ride. I think bad notes are the dopest. I said we got a This budget meeting stinks. Stinky trash can. So that is a game called Chinese Whispers, and I'm sure you've all played this game when you was a kid at some point. I'm going to be honest with you this morning, this is my go-to game in kids' church, when everyone's just a bit crazy and they're running around, and I just bring them together and say, let's play Chinese Whispers, because it makes them sit still and be quiet, and the leaders can just have a minute to just collect themselves. <laughs> But this game of Chinese whispers, what happens is you'll notice is something starts off as something and as it's passed to person to person, it starts to change. This happens through, and this is what happens with gossip. It can start off as something as it's passed from person to person, it changes. And this can be because of human error, 
you're not hearing the story right. It can happen because of exaggeration. We all know those people who like to exaggerate a story, don't we, and make it sound a lot better than it was. Or it can happen because of jealousy. Maybe that story is about a person that you're a bit jealous of, so you make them sound a bit worse than they actually were. But gossip, as it's passed, it changes from one thing to the next. I mean, something can start off as, have you heard that this person fancies this person? And then it goes to somebody else that they're hooking up. And then it goes to somebody else that they're going out. And it finishes off that they're getting married. I mean, it's just crazy. And that's quite funny. But imagine if someone shared with you that they're having some struggles in their marriage. And that information got passed on and it got back to the couple and they said, oh, I've heard you're getting a divorce. Like imagine the pain and destruction that would cause for that person through gossip, through people just, through people just sharing it and it getting changed. Gossip causes so much pain. And we can sometimes think that if it's true, then it's not gossip. You know, I've heard it directly from the person or I've seen it, so I'm not gossiping, I'm just stating a fact to somebody. Well, I heard this preacher say um, this, and I thought it was amazing. If you're making notes this morning, please write this down, because it's amazing. Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. I'm going to repeat that. Everything that is said must be true, but not everything that is true must be said. See, the tongue has the power of life and death. You can bring life to a conversation or you can bring death to it. See, gossip causes death. Gossip brings people down. It doesn't lift people up. But we want to be people that bring life to a conversation, don't we? And that build people up and that encourage people. We don't want to bring people down with our words. See, I don't think when we gossip that we intend to hurt people, but the truth is, is that it hurts. The Bible says that gossip hurts. Firstly, it hurts the person that it's spoken about. Proverbs 16 verse 28 says, gossip separates the best of friends. Now, when I was at school, I was about 15 and I was um, in French class with one of my friends and she was in a relationship with this guy who also went to school And she shared with me that this other guy had told her that he likes her and that she didn't know what to do. And me, in my lack of wisdom, my immaturity, my stupidity, went and told her boyfriend what she told me, which is just awful, I know. Don't look at me badly, please. It was a long time ago. But obviously, this got back to the girl because this guy was like, Helen just told me this, what the heck? And she came to me and was like, why would you do that? I told you that in confidence. And it separated our friendship. She didn't want to be friends with me anymore because I'd ruined the trust. She didn't want to be around me because I'd shared something that she'd spoken to me about in confidence and it separated our friendship. And you may think, oh, you know, that's just school stuff when you're younger. But actually, through social media, I've seen that those went on to get married. So I could have ruined that relationship. I could have stopped that marriage from happening through gossip. Gossip separates the closest of friends. Secondly, it hurts the listener. The person that you are saying the gossip to, it hurts them. Proverbs 17 verse 4 says, Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. By you telling that person some gossip that they haven't asked to hear, that you're just telling that gossip to, you are putting them, your friend, in an awkward position because the Bible says don't listen to gossip. So you're hurting that person by saying that gossip to them. And thirdly, it hurts the speaker, the person that's actually gossiping. 
Proverbs 25 says, don't betray another's secret. You will never regain your good reputation. Nobody wants to be friends with a gossiper. Nobody wants to be friends with that person who's always telling you different things about different people because all they're doing is sitting there thinking, if they're telling me this about somebody else, what are they saying behind my back? You become untrustworthy. Nobody wants to be friends with you because you, are, you have a reputation for being a gossiper and for being untrustworthy. So how do we stop gossiping? You know, gossip seems to be everywhere in the world. We have gossip magazines, gossip blogs, there's social media, gossip TV programs. How do we stop gossiping in this world that seems to be full of it? Firstly, we need to guard our ears. Proverbs 26 says, Without wood, a fire goes out. Without gossip, a quarrel dies down. Um, Josh's family every year do a massive bonfire celebration. Like, it's a big deal. In fact, my sister-in-law, George, she says it's her favourite night of the year, even over Christmas. Like, that is how good the celebration is. And Josh's grandpa, he's built this fire pit into his garden just for bonfire night. But it's an amazing fire pit, and he puts all these benches around for all the family to sit on. So everyone comes around, all the family, and it's great, and we're all sitting in there and there's this big fire going and um, Josh's mum and grandpa have saved up all their old tax returns so that we can chuck them on the fire and uh, if the kids have had an exam at school they bring them I'm like yeah burn the papers it's over so we're all sitting there chucking stuff on the fire and the fire's going and it's brilliant but then what happens is the marshmallows come out so we get the marshmallows on the stick and we start burning them on the fire and enjoying them. And then we get chatting to people and we're just enjoying ourselves. And what happens is the fire starts to go down. The fire starts to go out. And Josh's dad and grandpa are like, guys, come on, the fire's going out. We need to get it back up. So everyone starts putting more wood on the fire and putting paper on the fire. And eventually it builds back up again. But this is how the Bible describes gossip. Gossip is like you keep adding wood to that fire. You're keeping the fire burning. You're keeping the gossip going by adding wood to it. But the thing is, is it's not good enough to just sit there and listen to it and then say, well, I've not passed it on to anyone else, so I've done my part. I've stopped putting wood on the fire. Because the thing is that happens is that person isn't just going to tell you. They're going to go and tell loads of other people. So the, the fire keeps going. The gossip keeps spreading. You need to stop that gossip in its tracks. And you can do that by just simply asking a question. Why are you telling me this? What's the reason you're telling me this information for? Or if it's about somebody else that's upset the person or done something to offend them, ask them, why don't you go and talk to that person about it? Maybe you're not seeing it like um, it meant to be. Maybe they don't mean it like that. You can stop gossip because then what the person does, it makes them stop and think, maybe I shouldn't be sharing this. Maybe I should go and talk to that person. My best friend, George, who's here today, she's great at this. If I'm saying something to her that I shouldn't be, she'll always challenge me on it. And sometimes we don't like it, do we? Because we want someone to be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they did that to you. Yeah, you should so be mad at them. Yeah, but that's not good for us, is it? That's not what a good friend does. A good friend challenges when we're, when we're in the wrong. So she'll often say to me, maybe you're not seeing it quite right. Maybe that person didn't mean it like that. And that's awesome. We all need that friend in our life that's going to be like that for us, haven't we? 
See, Matthew 18 says, go and speak to the person you have a problem with. Work it out between you. It's in the Bible. Go straight to that person. Don't be talking to everyone else about it. Go directly to the person. And that's how the gossip stops. That's how we stop adding wood to the fire. The gossip will die down when we just instantly deal with it. And then if it carries on, If you've got that person that's always just coming to you with more and more gossip and you've tried confronting them about it, you've tried challenging them on on it and it still keeps happening, we may need to um, just stop hanging around with that person. Proverbs 14 says, Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. We may just need to stop hanging around that person so that we aren't putting ourselves in a position where we're always having to hear gossip. Secondly, we need to close our mouths. Proverbs 21 verse 23 says, Watch your words and hold your tongue. You'll save yourself a lot of grief. Watch your words and hold your tongue. You'll save yourself a lot of grief. I have had to say this to myself so many times, especially this week. God has really been challenging me. I think it's been like, if you are preaching this word on Sunday, you better live it yourself first. So uh, there's been times when I've just been with, with a friend and I've really wanted to tell them something and then I've had to stop. Watch your words and hold your tongue. This is not your information to share. It's somebody else's. Not that I'm being nasty about someone. It's like exciting news that I want to tell them. But I'm like, this is not my information to share. I need to watch my words. And so we may need to say that to ourselves. Just keep reminding ourselves when we're with our friends, when we're in a conversation, remind yourself to watch your words and hold your tongue because it'll save yourself a lot, lot of grief. As I said before, when I've been with friends and come away and instantly regretted what I've said, you'll save yourself a lot of grief if you just stay, say that um, scripture to yourself. Watch your words, hold your tongue. And if you feel like sharing something that you really need to share, just think to yourself, if this information was about me, would I want it to be shared with someone? If the answer is no, don't share it. Luke 6 verse 31 says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Don't do things that you wouldn't want other people to do to you. See, the reason that we gossip is it claims I am strong because they are weak. But the Bible says, I am weak, but he is strong. See, we think that if we talk about other people's problems all the time and make other people's problems look big, then it'll stop people from seeing our problems. It'll make our problems look smaller. But, um, but we need to recognize who we are in Jesus. See, a secure person doesn't need to gossip. A secure person wants to build people up and lift people up. But it's an insecure person who feels like they need to gossip about other people to cover up their insecurities, to cover up their weaknesses. But we need to know who we are in God so that we can rejoice in other people, so that we can lift other people up. So what do we need to take away from this? Firstly, we need to be secure in who God has called us to be. Gossiping about others doesn't make you strong. It makes you a bad friend and someone people doesn't want to be around. I know that's harsh, but that's the truth. Gossiping makes you a bad friend and someone that people don't want, doesn't want to be around. They don't want to be around a gossip. So be secure in who God has called you to be. Don't feel like you need to be talking about other people's problems. Be secure in yourself. Secondly, when you get tempted to gossip, remember, watch your words and hold your tongue. 
and ask yourself, would I want this information shared if it was about me? And then thirdly, if you've heard this message and you may need to go and apologize to some people, I'm sure everyone in this room can say that at some point they have gossiped about someone. At some point they've shared some information about someone that they shouldn't. And we may need to go and apologize to them. I want to publicly say sorry to anyone that I've ever gossiped about. I was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry. Um, Proverbs 14 verse 9 says, Fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. We need to admit when we're wrong and say sorry. But for some reason, there's something inside of us that doesn't like to be wrong. Am I right? We just don't want to be right, don't want to be wrong. And I'm really bad at this because I'm quite stubborn, Josh will tell you. And uh, I hate admitting when I'm wrong. I like to be right. I don't want to admit when I've done something wrong. So I'll kind of like draw an argument out. I'll be like, right, I'm going to bed. We'll talk about it in the morning. And Josh is like, no, you will not. We are sorting this out now. But Josh is really quick to say sorry. He's great. When he's realized he's been in the wrong, he'll come to me and say I'm sorry but part of us all we all want to be right don't we we all want to be right but the thing is is we need to say sorry and admit when we're wrong have you ever met that person that like literally they always have to be right like you can give them all the evidence against what they're saying and they're still adamant that they're right like you can give them a dictionary and say look this is how you spell the word and they still think their way is right yeah do we all know someone like that yeah or maybe you are that person I don't know but that person when you think about them they're annoying aren't they it's someone we don't want to be around it's not attractive to always want to be right all the time But that person who's quick to say sorry, who's quick to say, I was wrong, they're the people that you want to be around. They're the people that you want to be friends with. I've just got an example from the Bible of this. It's a really funny story. It's going to come up on the screen. It's Luke 18, verse 10. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, who's a religious person, and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed. Listen to this prayer. God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector who sat just behind me. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I just found this story hilarious. Like, imagine coming to church for a prayer meeting, and you're in a room full of people, and you're praying out loud, I thank you, God, that I am not like all these other people in the room. It's just hilarious that this guy did this. But this is what we do, is we tend to reason everything, don't we? We tend to reason our actions all the time. Well, I'm not a thief. I just passed on a bit of gossip. But what is the standard? See, the robber could say, well, I just steal from people. I'm not a murderer. So what's the standard we're living by? Because the Bible says that sin is sin and gossip is a sin. We shouldn't be gossiping. So let's not reason what what we're doing. Let's just be quick to say sorry when we've done something wrong. Let's be quick to admit when we've done something wrong. 
You will be a better wife, a better husband, a better friend, a better boss, a better employee if you are quick to say sorry instead of reasoning the action. Oh, it just slipped out or I didn't realise it was a secret. Just say sorry. I was wrong. Even this week... um, I got challenged on this because uh, I made a bit of an error at work. Um, I'd set up this Zoom call, and this is the new Skype Zoom, if you don't know what it is. And uh, so I'd set up this Zoom call between Christian and this other pastor in America, I'd put it in Christian's diary and Julie's diary, and then it came the time of the, of the Zoom call, and I got a phone call saying, we can't find the link for the Zoom call. So I'm going on the website trying to find it, and I'm like, that's a bit weird, it's not even there. So then I go back to my email trace of my emails with this pastor and I realised that he hadn't even confirmed the date. So I'd put it in their diaries, but it hadn't been confirmed. So they're sitting there waiting for this call and uh, this pastor didn't even have a clue. So I was like, oh gosh. So I went back, I was like, I'm so sorry, I've messed up. I didn't confirm the date. It's my fault, sorry. And you see, I could have come with loads of excuses. I could have said, oh, I don't know what's happened. The Zoom link must have just vanished. I don't know. Or, oh, that pastor obviously wasn't that bothered and he he didn't come on the Zoom call. I could have made all these excuses. But what's the point? I just admitted I was sorry. I was wrong. I made a mistake. And they were like, it's fine. Don't worry. We'll do it another time. Let's just be quick. People would much rather you be quick just to say, sorry, I messed up. I'm sorry, instead of giving all the excuses. See, it's so powerful when we admit that we were wrong. We think it makes us weak, but actually it doesn't. It's so powerful just to admit when we're wrong. See, the godly seeks reconciliation. And if we don't own up to our mistakes and say sorry, then we will never grow. We won't grow if we, if we don't, don't ever admit to our mistakes. If we're always making excuses all the time, we'll never grow in our spirituality or in, in us as a person. See, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11 says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Gossip is childish. Let's put away the childishness of gossip. Let's live differently to how the world lives and be quick to say sorry to those we've hurt with gossip. I'm just going to finish by praying if the band had come up. If you just close your eyes just to give people their privacy.